0: Welcome to this episode. Now, usually I would be your host, Jade Green, but today I'm going to be your guest, Jade Green. This episode was recorded for the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Now, although the content in this was originally designed for anyone that's a tradie, running a trades business or a contracting business, the principles are actually absolutely universal so in this amazing conversation that i have with andrew houston we go through what you need to do to stand out and win the war for talent in such a bloody red sea out there for trying to attract people win them from the competitors what you need to do as a business owner and as a business leader to connect with your humans so that you're able to not only retain them but to motivate them to stay with you, but really up the productivity levels, up the profitability levels uh, for each of the individuals working with you. We really do go deep on the leadership mindset and how you utilize that to front load your hiring process and your recruitment process and your retention strategies and turning them into weapons for you. So jump in, dig deep, This one has so many tangible tips on how you can hire, train, and lead your team to greatness. No surfing in this one, though. Sorry, guys. Just the surfboard in the background. Get after it. You'll have a great time.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome to another No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. This is quite hilarious because... I already had launched this podcast, but uh, I didn't realize that, uh, or I forgot to, to go live. So anyways, we're going live. I got Jade with me. We're going to rock the house. And really, you know, you know, you know, you're at the right place if you're a contractor, if you're somebody that wants to improve your business and take it to the next level. If that's not you, get off this thing. Go spend your time doing something else, right? Get out of here, right? Jade, welcome.
0: Thank you for having me. Yes. I am pumped. Love to be
1: here cool now this is our second kick of the can at this so let's let's work we're going to rock it now that it's our second kick of the can i was just saying how funny it is and it looks like you got snow meanwhile you're in where
0: In gold coast australia
1: right and that's not snow that's actually the the sun <laughs> is just you know hidden from the clouds right or the and mist I'll
0: jump off town for a sec. usually right about now the sun is just started it's just started to rise above the horizon it's a spectacular view i look like i'm like an all-star because i've got like a halo behind me and the blue ocean and you know if you're super lucky you see like a dolphin go by oh my
1: god and, and meanwhile i got like two feet of snow here
0: yeah well this yesterday morning i took a photo uh of a giant stingray just off my balcony here seriously Yeah, like a giant. Okay, I'm getting on a
1: plane and I'm heading down to your place. That's what we're going to do. Now we're we're
0: like, uh, never show the children because I'll never go swimming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Um, let's talk about, let's talk about, you know, why we're here and we're going to be talking about something that's super, super important. You know, I just released this book here, How to Steal Your Competitors, Trades People Ethically. And, you know, the hiring, building an A-team is literally an epidemic today. I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself. And, you know, what do you do? And then we're going to get right into some tactics and strategies that are going to help all the listeners.
0: Awesome. Okay, cool. So uh, as I mentioned to you before, I'm going to give the disclaimer again, just in case we offend anyone. So I look like this real girly girl and I'm a real juxtaposition because I'm equal parts girly girl, tomboy, and entrepreneur. I grew up with my dad, who was a single dad of three girls. He was an ex-merchant Navy man who turned into an actual mercenary in the Congo. Yikes. And then- then moved on to be a tradie, right? So the cuss words fall out of my face on the regular. And if I try to sense myself, it all just turns, it it actually ends up just sounding like I'm talking bullshit because I'm not being authentic. So if you can't handle me saying fuck, please say, see ya, Felicia, right. You
1: Bye. got it, you got it.
0: Okay. So you're,
1: you're you're in good company here. Okay. You're in good company. So we're not, you know, we're not the most politically correct, but what are we about? We're about really helping contractors and just getting right down to the nuts and bolts of tactics and strategies that are proven that work for these guys. And today it's about getting you, you know, getting all the listeners, you know, our champion CEOs out there, getting them some tactics and strategies to help build their A team. And you recently did uh, a training for our group. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, I sure did. Um, let me just tell you, just tell me, let me tell your guys why they should listen to me. Yes. Because although I've grown up from a trade um, family and I can, could pierce an ear with an nail gun at nine, that is not the reason why you should listen to me on this topic. So I've spent the last six years traveling the globe, learning everything about people and culture and coaching and consulting, scaling businesses, how to build kick ass teams. But before that, I spent 13 years in the trenches in headhunting and recruitment recruiting into the construction trades and into the industrial trades. So I've been in there. I've done all of the calls. I've been like from tiny little mom and pop business all the way through to the massive global corporations. So I've heard every fucking excuse you can give me on why your team sucks and it's not your fault. It's theirs. Right. And we ain't having that today. I okay? love
1: it. I love it. So so you're really saying, you know, I think one of the, one of the main points um, that we're looking at here is, Owners really need, need to take ownership, right? Yes. Of of, of, of their ship and the shit, right? Yes. So tell us a little bit about, you know, an example of that. And I really would like you to, um, you know, highlight on the call that you had with our team. You know, there was, mm-hmm. there was a there was a situation where somebody was highlighting some, you know, reasons, you know, feeling bad that they had somebody that they had hired. And then the person, you know, ended up quitting. And, you know, the, the the owner was like, you know, I've got it, you know, my environment's really good and all the rest. And this is, so everybody listening in before Jay does her thing, whether you're driving in the truck, no matter where you're at, I want you to be open to what Jay's, you know, Jay is about to tell you and, and how that conversation went because, it's it's should give you a bit of a reality check. So yep. Jade, it's all yours. Take the mic. Beautiful. What 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 happened in you that conversation?
0: That um, so firstly, have your guys or have you heard of Jaco Willing and his book Extreme Ownership or listened to any of his pod- podcasts? Yeah, this is where I, I have every single owner needs to start with extreme ownership in life in general. A little hint happy wife, happy life, if you can start with a little bit of extreme ownership and think about where you might be at cause in certain situations, you can change the landscape. Right. Now, use your powers for good, not evil, right? right? But we really do need to take some ownership over where we may have been at cause in a situation. Now, I'm not saying at fault or at blame. I'm saying at cause, right. okay? We won't name names and name and shame one of your yeah, amazing... That's right.
1: That's, right. that's cool.
0: But we, we, had the, we had the training session. One of you guys was like, ah, oh, people leave me. And like this guy just left. And like he'd been with me for years. So I'd given him all this. I gave him all this opportunity. And he just just left me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Tell me what his wife's name is. Uh, crickets. Does he have kids? How old are they? Uh, what else is going on in his life? Like what other stresses they under? Uh, I don't know. Why should I know that? Like that's their that's their home life. Excuse me. Why the fuck should they care about your home life and growing your business and putting money in your back pocket and reducing your stress if you don't care about theirs?
1: Oh my God! Drop the mic. I mean seriously, everybody, you know, listen into this. Like like, hey, grab that mirror and we talk about extreme ownership. Okay, you know. You know, Adam on here is saying good points, Jade. Like, it, seriously, hey, if, Adam. If, if we don't if we don't have that relationship where we don't even know those things, I mean, especially in my, in my opinion, you don't know, you know, the wife or the spouse or, or things of that nature, you're bang on. I mean, you're expecting, we're expecting so much out of these people, right? We're expecting them to stick around with us. No one dinner. works as hard as me. Yeah. Totally. Why do you why do you think that people don't, you know, why do you think that we take that for granted?
0: I think it comes from um, coming coming through from the industrial age and specifically it is actually even more common in trade and industrial based businesses than say it is in technology or emerging industry because they've had to adapt and they've had to do a bit more work. But we've when you look at um, trade or industrial, we've often come indoctrinated through an old system and an old process. Mm. And our leaders of those business may be legacy. They might be our dads or our uncles, or we've come in as an apprentice, but it's an old school business. And, and, it, and there's not been this external um, EQ wake up side of things. Um, but it's, it's kind of like, this is how it's always been done. And like, you know, you, you work hard for your dollar and you know, I, you know, they should, they should be lucky. And you know, back in the day, you were lucky to have a job. Right. And so right. The, this old mentality of, I, I pay them, they should be fucking grateful. I give them the, a job. Jobs are hard because there's still some, some people have this old programming, like it's still hard to get a job. And the other thing is though, we love our business. We think it's epic.
1: <laughs> so
0: like in our heads, it's amazing. So we know I got to challenge problem.
1: you on that one. What? Like, <laughs> I, can I challenge you? Yeah. Like, and this is, this is, this is part of the no bullshit, right? Like podcast is that is, is, you know, we're here and we're having this conversation, but I just got to challenge you on that one. Okay. Yeah. There are the business owners that love it. They love, they love their business. Right. And they're, they're, They're completely engulfed in them, right? Which is what, which is along the lines of what you're talking about, right? Where they don't, they don't know anything about the spouse or or their family situation or even their dreams or their goals or things of that nature. But there's also, okay, because we come across a lot of this where the contractor, the owner, has gone through so much hell for so long that there is a bit of resentment that he actually has. Against the business, and I'm br- I'm yeah. bringing that up because you know that also is an energy, right? But it's a negative energy that you've got all these employees. You know that's not, in all honesty, it's not. You're we're making it their problem, right? We're making yeah. our problems their problem. And yeah. g- can you talk to that a bit?
0: I, I certainly can because I was I've literally been working with an electrician business, and it's really interesting because they've got an electrician business and they've also gone into coaching electricians, right? And and, and this passion for, for the growth minded people who are in the coaching, they're like, Oh, I love this. And this resentment for the trade business came up. Right. And, and like the, I busted my ass for fucking 10 years to build this business and they can just turn up. Like I've done all the hard work. They just get to turn up and I've built the brand and like, they look great and I give them good trucks and, and then there's this resentment over why it's not, A, it's not doing well once they've stepped away a bit. The mm-hmm. people aren't as grateful as they should be because of all the hard work I've done. And there's this energy and this and this owner, every time he turned up to the meeting, like he didn't even realize this fucking ball of energy and walk
1: in. <laughs> yeah, and, like, just, like, I can see it. Well, I'm seeing it right now. Me. It's true. It's true.
0: And he's and like, I don't get it. Like, then they don't talk to me. I'm like, dude, I don't want to talk to you. Like, check you out. You're you're like about to explode. And you haven't even spoken a word because you're looking at the numbers and you're freaking out. And, like, you've got, like, we, if everyone understands energy is, like, everything is energy, right? And we radiate. And the best example is everyone knows what resting bitch face looks like, right? Everyone can read resting bitch face. Right. So you've got to think about are you walking into a conversation with worse than resting bitch face because your nonverbal cues are gonna set somebody up and then they're gonna jack up and then we're gonna get into this like this battle.
1: Right.
0: And it's not gonna, it's not gonna work for anyone. So the the thing that I really wanna teach people is you've got to check your own agenda. Got to
1: how do you gotta how do you go about you doing your
0: own agenda before you yeah. walk in? and and manage your energy like step into the third space and 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 clear your energy and really think about what is the outcome you're wanting and what energy you need to radiate and like to actually get the best out of a conversation or a situation without throwing the wrong energy on it you know you you know it when you walk into a into your house and your part your spouse is all tensed up and you don't even know and you're like what did i do wrong And it may not even be you, but then, but then you're already on the back foot and you're ready to defend. You're like, you're like, you're backing up to say like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let me have it.
1: And. So how does like, how, what would they like, that totally makes sense. Right. And I think a lot of times we're so engulfed in whatever our mental state is that, that we don't think about these things. So what are, what would be some tactics that, you know, you know, say for example, you got these guys, you know, gals you got the you know these people that are contractors they're they're working today you know in this case if they're here in where in my area you know they've got a ton of snow things have been delayed they probably couldn't get the material you know clients are like hey man i called you you're supposed to be here on time you're late so there's all this negative energy what are what are some ways that they can sort of hit that reset button and and be able to go into the proper state of mind
0: one of the biggest tools I can give anyone for life in general. So whether this home life or work life is being able to enter the third space. Now there's a whole book around it, but let me just give you it super, super easy. Okay. So you're going from home to work, right? You've had a shit fight with your, with your kids or your wife or something. You're taking mm-hmm. that bad energy and you think you've checked your shit That's the because I'm, I'm fine, but you're actually still radiating. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing, had an absolute shit day at work and you're you're all bent up. You're taking that home. Little Johnny pulls on your pants and is like, dad, play football with me. You're like, ah, not now, I'm too busy. Mm -hmm. Later, right? You're snapping at them. Mm -hmm. You're going, you've had one meeting with a supplier and the delivery's not coming. All your metal is stuck somewhere else and you can't put your trusses up because you've got no metal and you're freaking out. Right. And then you take that into a performance review or a conversation with one of your teams. One of your guys has come, he's, his missus has got corona and he needs a couple of days to help look after the kids. He comes in and you're like already at him. And then he feels like you hate him and everything's gone nosedive. Right. So you want to think about how can you how can you create a third space for yourself to clear your energy and to wipe over, wipe off that energy hangover or the, the shit that's holding you back mm-hmm. on something else and not throw it onto somebody else. And it's so easy. You can do some really, really, really simple things. So one of the things we teach our guys is just box breathing. So just three rounds of box breathing. In for four, hold for four, out for six, hold for four. Do that three times. And just while you're doing it, just going, I'm just going to focus on what it feels like to breathe in and out. Like, where, does, where do I feel it? Do I, am I breathing through my nose? What's that sensation like? oh, I'm supposed to be breathing into my stomach, not my chest, so I'm not in anxiety. What does that feel like? Oh, cool. Okay, I've got out of the monkey mind. I've quietened all the shit. I've neutralized my energy. But also by doing that breathing thing, when we focus on the longer exhalation, we're telling our parasympathetic nervous system that we are safe and we're not in fight or flight. We don't need to be in freak out. So we're actually changing our chemicals and our biology within our body in a couple of minutes, right, and you've just leveled the playing field and now you're in a position that you can respond rather than knee-jerk react Mm -hmm. and you're not walking in projecting an energy on someone that puts them on the back foot and the defensive instantly and, like, makes them go into fight mode or or flight. They freak out and don't give you any answers because they're like, ah, hate me, right? So easy. So that's that's one that you can do. You can and okay, you do so anything. Re, so
1: just recap. Everybody's like maybe they're thinking a box, but guys, literally, Jade is talking about a, you know a, an invisible box, right? So yep, they,
0: you breathe you in a the
1: box. Four sides. Yep. So you got the top. Let's do it
0: together. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Okay? Let's do so it. I usually tell everyone to close their eyes down, just get centered. Feel like if you're standing, feel the floor on your feet. If you're sitting, feel the chair on your ass. Close your eyes and say to yourself. With intention, I'm gonna be here now. I'm just parking all of the bullshit in the monkey mind. Cool. And we're gonna come in two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Out two, three, four, five, six. Hold two, three, four. And you do that three times
1: now I, on the last honestly, one though, i, I honestly go, felt it
0: yeah it's just it dropped like the energy is like woo, grounded
1: that's right and you can do that can anywhere You can do that anywhere
0: in your car when you first pull up to so i run an i told you i run an engineering team yeah and yep. we've got a virtue of when you get to the threshold of the building it's showtime motherfuckers right and everyone's got their own stuff going on and so we've we created a habit that everyone pulls up into the car park and they either do the box breathing or they might do Wim Hof breathing or we've given them a couple of tools. But they sit in the car and they do that to enter the third space. And then they literally walk up to the door and before they walk into the door, they go, showtime, motherfuckers. And then they walk in and say hi to anyone else that's in the building so that they're not projecting any of their bad stuff upon anyone else. But, yeah, that it just levels the energy. I also use Wim Hof breathing. Um, so a lot, of, like, a lot of my team have the Wim Hof app on their phone and they just they take it takes five minutes before they go into a meeting and they sit and they just do the whim and then they're good to go and I also use a thing called a meeting maximizer which gets you to think about who is the person that I'm about to talk to what is their thinking and action dynamic so are they a auditory person are they a person that needs to see detail like are they big picture Mm. or they detail person are they extroverted like energy or are they really calm and need the detail so that you can speak so they can hear you and like meet them where they're at 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 their um energy level and in their and the way that they learn and the way that they think and you can curate how you show up to focus on that and then thinking okay what's what success look like at the end of this conversation like what do i want the outcome to be what's the ultimate outcome i want and what do i want them to think feel say and do at the end of it
1: so, so, so think, say, feel, and do, right? Yeah. So notice everybody listening in that, you know, Jade is being very intentional. No matter what she's talking about, it's that there is that level of ownership, right? That extreme ownership that she, you know, when you coming back to what you said earlier, these things all feed into extreme ownership, don't they?
0: Yeah, hundred percent
1: right? Because if we're if we're not taking control of ourselves to begin with, right? And that means our mental state, then how in God's name can we ever deliver and communicate to somebody in the way that we want? And, uh, and in conjunction with that, you know, you t- just highlighted some of these points, you, you talked to, you asked that, you know, that person on the, you know, that's as part of the Champion CEO group, like, what's the name of their spouse? I mean, right? It, again, if you don't Guys, if you don't right now know, you know, if you don't have any insight on what's going on in your employee's life, why would they have any desire to continue do? Because it is, it's hard work going out in the cold, going out in the heat, you know, doing the heavy lifting, you know, dealing with clients, like it's got to have value for them. And part of that value is you, you know, you having that, you know, that relationship with them, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, well, you need, you, what's that? What were you going to say?
0: I was going to say, well, the thing you need to understand is your employees are not applications, right? Yeah. This, is, this is not, this is not uh, I don't know what you guys use. It's not a Asana. Uh, they're, right. not, they're not a Trello. They're not uh, a Slack app.
1: They're right. not
0: an app that doesn't have feelings and have emotions and have things running in the background mm-hmm. that you can just throw work at and expect outcome to get spat out. And you need to look at the whole human Right. And if you can if you can focus on the whole human, and you can reduce the the vuka and the stress levels and the anxiety and everything else that's going on in the rest of their world, they're only going to show up better for you, because mm-hmm. all of that stuff is is chewing up their brain ram, chewing up their energy levels, chewing up their their anxiety. It's running in the background. It doesn't they they don't can't literally just check it at the door. Even like some people that you think can. Um, compartmentalize or detach like having a detachment syndrome is can be good for some situations but it comes back to bite them on the ass in the end and it can't, it'll show up in a massive fuck up on a job because they've detached and then something's happened and their right. brain's not right. being there and right. next minute they've friggin dug through an electricity line and you're like uh oh, fat and they're like yeah, I don't now, know. Now now we,
1: now we got a big problem. And now by the way, a
0: really big problem. Yeah,
1: yeah I right? get it. you know as a fellow, as an electrician I, I get it. Uh, <laughs> you know, as uh, you know,
0: bad you know, idea, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, bad idea, bad idea. Um, so when we when we're looking at, you know, retaining clients or so retaining team members or we're looking at even retaining clients this I mean it's this with for
0: the this retaining class. clients too.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally, right? If you're if you're going in and your attitude isn't checked at the door, You've heard this before and you're not being present like what Jade is saying, you know, guys, you're you're putting at risk uh, your culture. And let's talk a little bit about that. Right. You're, you're putting at risk this environment that you know, you're making it toxic. Right. Which which is a major problem. Nobody wants to be in a toxic environment. So, well, you know, around culture, what would you say is one of the biggest, you know, um, trip ups or, you know, things that people, when it comes to culture that they don't really realize the importance of culture. What, what would you say to that?
0: Yeah. We've got a great culture. We have beers once a month and a barbecue. No one ever comes though,
1: <laughs> but we have a great
0: culture. Uh, that's not a culture. Um, so what you really need to think about is we'll, we'll go down the mass resignation and the lie flat phenomenon afterwards, but let's just go back to the, um, the the thing that we can offer humans that that other other opportunities can't connection, hmm. right? So we I I I believe that we're humans here we're souls here having a human experience, and we didn't come here just to grind and work our asses off. We came here for connection and experience. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do if you want to keep someone. In your business and you want to build a culture, you, look at, you need to look at how you can satisfy the seven human needs, right? We need to have a look at how we can give them growth and contribution and significance, but safety, psychological safety, physical safety, but most importantly, how can we build connection, right? Because people don't leave businesses, they leave managers,
1: Wow, and that's businesses a concept. that's good. yeah
0: and, and businesses it's all the studies show with the top like the top places to work in the world that uh, if, if someone has a best friend at work or feels like they are genuinely cared about by someone, they are, they stay seven times longer which makes them way more profitable, right way less turnover. We know the cost of attrition and they're five times uh, they're seven times more productive as well. So they stay longer and they're more productive. Hmm. Because they have connection and they feel like someone gives a fuck about them.
1: Right. Totally. Totally. Right? You don't, you it, don't quit it, on someone. It sounds someone. so simple, right? Like it sounds, it, it, like it sounds so logical what you're saying. And hmm. yet I see it so often with you know, with so many businesses that we come across where they they make that those common statements that you said at the very very beginning of this podcast right like you know I've I've done everything I'm, gi- I'm giving them everything and all the rest of that yet they're not doing these things that you're talking about and and it I give it,
0: them a they got a nice they got a really nice van they got the top tools right. they are a nice uniform I, I pay them guess what mm-hmm. every other contractor which you can tell probably in your book yeah can do anyone. Any contractor worth half their soul offers the same fucking thing.
1: That's right. Totally.
0: And there's probably someone doing it better than you. It's got a nicer truck.
1: Right. It's got
0: nicer tools, got a nicer uniform,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: got a better flow of leads.
1: Mm -hmm. So how do do you build this? How do you build that culture whereby, and I want to get into these other things before we wrap things up, but how, how do you build that culture where it is a, you know, a friend type of there's there's friend type relationships there and and by the way everybody think about this for a second old school you know i look at my father you know i look at my parents first generation canadian they both are immigrants came from ireland my dad's my dad's motto was suck it up andy suck it suck it up right type of thing like you know you just get it my t-
0: dad was in supermax when i was born and i grew up in a trailer park like there you
1: go right <laughs> there you go so so like how do they go about you know, somebody might be listening in and I'll tell you what, it's not bullshit. Okay. You you need to build these kind of relationships or have those kind of relationships uh, available to your employees. How how would they go about creating that?
0: Okay, cool. Let me share you my little tip and I'll give you a link so that you can get them.
1: Cool. Nice icebreaker, best self. Beautiful.
0: Right. Okay. So (laughs) I work with a lot of like trades, so not just like um, contractor trades. Like one of my biggest clients are butchers, right? Um, and so like you know butchering, pretty pretty tough gig too. Yeah. Right? And they call this they call this the the PTSD box.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is the deeper talk one. I've got another one over there actually. I've got a couple. Let me just grab them. Um, this one's great for relationships at home. Yes, nice. Uh, this one's the baby deck. This is like the light box for icebreakers. I've got, a, I've got another one called, um, small talk, which we use with kids. Um, but the, everyone that I've used this with when I first use it with them, they're like, ah, fuck you and your pockets there. No. And do you know what? So I buy these to give to my clients and I had a whole box delivered, but I don't, I don't usually give them to them first up. I like to see how they adapt it. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I've never got to give a box yet because after I've left the session, everyone has messaged me and gone, we just bought the box for everybody. Right. <laughs> and I walk in and there's like 35 boxes in an office.
1: <laughs> it's awesome.
0: Cause they're like, Oh my good God. So it's really easy. You, you, they're icebreakers. Uh, these are the deeper talk. I recommend the deeper talk because it goes a little deeper. Sure. Um, sure. And so the, I use it in at the beginning of all of my meetings Whenever I'm working with a new client, like I bring all the owners and the managers in and I make them do it first. And it's amazing to see how deep the, how much more connection they get and and mm. how much more work we can do together. But when we do one-on-one, so when, when, my, when my butchers sit down with one of their butchers to do a one-on-one, they start with an icebreaker and they'll say to the guy, hey, mate, let's do this. It's going to be uncomfortable for me. It's going to be fucking uncomfortable for you, but we're going to do it. So it. pick a color. Let's let's play. So you get to choose. You have gray, yellow, green, blue, red, or slate. What color would you like? Blue. Blue. Okay. Blue. Okay. And then I just go, hey, tell me when. Now. Okay. Woo! What negative trait do you publicly laugh about but secretly know you need to fix?
1: Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Like, now I'm thinking. What? huh that's under
0: the Uh, that's under the label of courage that
1: one i think one of my negative traits is that um i'm i joke about things that are serious and Mm -hmm. that 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 happens like all the time where and i'll i'll get i'll get sometimes my wife jennifer will be like andrew like you you're joking like you just made a joke out of that thing that's super serious and i'm like yeah i mean just trying to you know ease the pain and what have you. But I do that all the time. That's a habit. Sometimes it gets me into trouble. And, and, you know, it, I got that from my dad who got it from his dad and, and all the rest of it. So, so there's an icebreaker.
0: Yeah. I, um, I have a horrible experience where I uh, had to do a quote for Forbes magazine recently and I made a bad joke about Corona. Yeah. It was <laughs> my <priori just laughs> like, great. did you just say that? And I'm like, and i'm like everyone's worried about it but no one died except for the people that died but he's like oh you didn't just
1: do that did you
0: uh, and he's like and he writes me back going they fucking love you
1: well the, well hey part of it is like honest humor that's that's the old my dad would call it that's like the the old well i guess it depends where you come from i'm sure every culture has it right but my dad my my parents uh, you know especially my father has done it his whole life. Right. Whereas you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you just did that. And he's, he's like, and, and the one that's laughing the most is always him. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know. Losing it. So,
0: losing it.
1: so this is how you use these icebreakers, right? So it so builds I'm a relationship.
0: Like, yeah. So I just want you to think about what you would have just learned about someone. So say you had a team member that just told you that, what have you just learned about them for the future?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Because oh. before, if you're not that type of person, right. You could have been thinking, sometimes he says things in meetings and you're like, what a dick. Right. And now you've just you've just had an insight right. into their personality and now you don't lay a judgment over something that they've done because you're telling yourself your own story about it.
1: That's totally cool.
0: Or you've shared with one of your team. And you can say sometimes it gets worse, like if I'm nervous, like it's just either mm. more inappropriate. mm mm-hmm. And so then they can start to get an insight into you and they don't start telling themselves a story about, Oh my God, you're a dick. I can't believe you just made a joke about cancer. And you're like, well, actually, because I had someone that died of cancer and that's a thing for me. And it's like a joke and that's the way I cope. And they like understand. And now you have a whole different level of understanding of how you communicate and act together without assigning a meaning and a story from a place of unknowing.
1: You know, it's interesting It's interesting that like what I just shared with everybody listening in, you know, you've probably picked that up for me, if you've been listening to this podcast where I actually do that all the time. Right. So, you know, these people can, they can use these icebreakers and it builds, it builds that next level of relationship. Right. Which is coming back to what your point was. Right. So Everybody listening in, these are simple things that you can apply, uh, you know, and look, I, I love Jay, that when you were positioning it, um, like when you're using the example and you said, you know, hey, you know, hey, buddy, like, we're both going to be uncomfortable about this. So if you're listening in and you're like, I don't know if I can do that. And you're a little bit uncomfortable about it. It's okay. That's the whole point, right? That's the whole point, right? Hence the vulnerability, the vulnerability, vulnerability
0: yeah. right, is the key to courage. Right. right and if and and creativity so if you and this is all Brene brown's work if you want your team to be creative and we all want our team to be creative because that doesn't need to be creative creative but you want them to problem solve problem yes. solving yep. and coming turning up with two solutions to a problem rather than two problems for every solution hmm. right requires creativity and it c- requires vulnerability and the, and the willingness to put themselves out there and voice an idea or to, to think for themselves without fear of judgment. Right. Using something like this shows them that there is a level of trust and non-judgment mm. which allows them to build the muscle of courage and creativity through vulnerability. Great. But you have to be willing to do it yourself. You don't get to skate. Like when I do this with my clients, I have to answer the questions absolutely myself as yeah. well
1: yeah for sure yeah and you know what it's no bullshit, right i mean really it's, it's no cool.
0: cool like sometimes i'm like crying yeah
1: wow. yeah well you know what again if you got, think about this how would that differentiate you versus all the other contractors out there? If you're able to build this culture of vulnerable, you know, people are able to be vulnerable. People are able to be real. You know, there's, there's, you know, you're getting rid of these freaking storytelling bullshit things that go on. And, you know, you got, if you got all these politics and, and crap going on where, you know, he said, she said, you obviously have got, you need to address this as it's a crack in your culture. Right. And this is a great way to do it. So before we wrap it up in the next five minutes, what would be a couple of other things or one, you know, main thing that you'd want to share with, with, you know, this audience, you know, when it comes to building your A team and, and really building a great, you know, great company.
0: Okay. So going back to your lovely member um, before, when I was asking the questions, like, what do you know about them? Um, That the next question was, why the fuck should they work for you?
1: Right. What's in it for them? Right.
0: So we we really need to take a step back, like, cause we look at it from our lens. What's in it for us? Mm-hmm. Our, or why we think something's good for them?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. But we're not in their shoes. So That's what good. you really need to do is go. What's in it for them? Why am I a great place to work? Why the hell should they work for me over these three competitors? So think mm-hmm. about your three biggest competitors. Yep. And what do you offer to, because that, that candidate can work for all of you, right? That yeah. that tradie can work for all of you or he can decide that he wants to just go and start up an OnlyFans and try and make his money online, yeah. right? Yeah. Get money elsewhere. So you've really got to go, holy shit, what makes us difference? Why the hell should someone work for me? Mm-hmm. What are they looking for? So if you profile your talent and you go, okay, um, I know, hypothetic, you're looking at electricians, And you're going, okay, the lay of the land at the moment, probably there's probably two two types of people that are going to be interested in the electrician job. There's the younger guys that have just finished their apprenticeship. I can take them and they're going to be, I don't know, 28 to 34. Mm -hmm. Cool. What's going to be appealing to them is different to what's going to be appealing to the guy that he's maybe run his own contracting business before. He's fucking done with it. It's too Mm -hmm. hard. He just wants to turn up. He still loves doing, doing the work, wants to get away from his missus. Uh, but he doesn't want to have to run the business, right? And he's 50 to 60, but you could take him as well because they've they've got the skill, right? What's what's good for them is different. You've got to speak so they can hear you, right? Mm -hmm. But you might go, actually, there's not enough of those people in the market right now, so I'm going to concentrate on these guys and I'm going to build the team out of that because that's going to give me the succession plan. I've got them running around ground, whatever I need, the fitness, whatever it is. Great, what's in it for them? Why Mm -hmm. should they choose you over anywhere else? (laughs) How do you go
1: how do you go about answering that question?
0: You need to you need to actually sit down with your fucking people and ask them. Okay. <laughs> Have these conversations.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: really get into them like what what do you, like understanding what's their intrinsic and extrinsic motivators. So the stuff that's outside of work, it's not just a paycheck. Anyone can give them a paycheck, anyone can give them a work truck, anyone can give them a polo shirt. Right? What else do they need? Like how can like how can you support them? besides the paycheck,
1: you know, otherwise a, you, Oh my God, it's huge. Otherwise what?
0: Yeah. Otherwise you're just, you're going to be trading time for money and no one's going to work as hard as you. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's not their business. Mm-hmm. If you want someone to give you more than time for money, you need to give them more than time for money.
1: You, yes. you know, I'll never forget a client. Okay. That um, the, this, and let's we'll just call him John. Okay. Let's just say John is his name. And here in Canada, at least, you know, here where I'm at, there's a lot of guys that play hockey. Okay. A lot of, a lot of people play hockey. Okay. Men, women, everybody, you know, a lot of people play hockey here in Canada. Right. So he comes to me and he says, I'm so pissed off. Okay. And this is the same guy that came to me that was pissed off um, in conjunction with, you know, being frustrated. These guys want to, these guys want to basically come in late on a Friday like yep. around nine o'clock, because they want to go and play hockey. And he's like, forget about it. He goes, You know, the other thing that pisses me off. He says, All these freaking, all these team members of mine, most of them are hunters. And I'm like, I know exactly what you're gonna say. He's like, Come September, you know, these guys are like freaking they're gone. They want to be gone, you know, they want to be off for like w- you know, a week or two or whatever.
0: Nope, season. Come on now.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, so what's the problem? He's like I just told you what the problem is. Oh no, no, no. Actually you told me who the problem is. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, these are people that like they're busting their asses for you. They're trying to go out and do something that's physical that they love to do. They're, 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 they're letting you know, you know what, you know, it's, it's not going to be random. It's going to be same time every week or every year. And you can't modify what's going on in your business to give these people what it is that they're asking for. And he's like, I don't know if I have time for that. I said, Oh yeah. Let me ask you the next question. How many guys have you lost because of this? And he, and he just stopped and I'm like, Hmm, that's interesting. How many, how many A players would you still have today? If you had to let the guys go out and play freaking hockey on you know, on a Friday, you know, a Friday morning, and oh, they're, they're, they're what? They're two hours late on a Friday? Like, come, what? Seriously. So, I love what you're saying because we don't have these conversations. I okay, think let me
0: just tell you a little bit. Go ahead. What you just talked about there is actually super important for productivity. Okay. Not only because we're giving them something they want that they love, but um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of Stephen Kotler? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, I'm um, actually, I've got my first call tomorrow. I am doing the high flow leadership with Stephen. I shared some time on a catamaran in Jamaica with Stephen. Stole his fire. That's another story. Um, and if you've read Stephen, yeah, Stephen's uh, stealing fire. So high flow leadership and 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 understanding flow triggers and flow cycles. And we know that flow is the number one thing that increases your productivity, right? Because mm. like, you know, when you're in the zone, like you're fucking in That's the right. zone, right? That's right. Yep. And, you, and you're happy and it's like everything is like, and you're just chasing. It's like chase that rainbow right the more flow you have the more flow you get I love it. so the more flow you get outside of work doing the things that you absolutely love most will condition you to be have more flow in every other area of your business right and challenge skills balance something like hockey which is constantly challenging them like mm-hmm. and it's they're in they're in flow they love and doing what they're doing mm-hmm. they're constantly challenged they're up all of the chemicals are being released as well, that can only result in you having a better employee.
1: It's <laughs> so true. It's so hunting. true. Think about the yeah.
0: skill of hunting. Thinking yeah. about, think about crafting the skill of hunting. Patience, accuracy, mm. like, do you know what I mean? Planning. Yes. These are all traits that you would, like, you go... I wish my I wish I had guys that were, they can plan a thing, and they were patient, and they had accuracy, and they were detail, and blah, blah, you're like, and you're taking away the training, and you don't have to pay for the training.
1: Well said, so well said. So we're gonna wrap this baby up. What would be that? That's like, like you know, it's amazing. Even though I brought that up. I didn't think of all those things that you were mentioning, like you don't have to pay them and all the skills that they're learning from that and how it's applicable to business. Like, guys, inclusive of me, right? Like, even though I brought that up, we've got to recognize these things, right? We've got to recognize what's valuable for them, right? And instead of it being about us, right? And getting deep enough that you understand what is valuable to them, not just, you know, you know, they want more. Okay. They all want more money. Oh, they want this. They want, you know, those are all, those are like the basic basics. They like, want
0: more money because you're not giving them, you're not satisfying another need.
1: Exa- there you go. Beautiful. I can what? tell you right
0: now, I I had, I went through a negotiation just recently with one of our um, hydraulics engineers. He mm-hmm. got offered an extra $30,000 base, a car and a fuel card to work the same hours. I offered him nothing extra and he stayed with us hmm. what i did offer him was that he could negotiate and if he could if he could do his work later on the day and go fishing in the morning i didn't give a fuck which shift he worked as long as the work got done
1: beautiful beautiful there He's you go like,
0: yeah. i so i can start at one and work till eight and go fishing in the morning once a week and i'm like get the job done i don't care when you work
1: right the totally different mindset so what's the last thing that you'd say last tip. Uh,
0: Oh, the last thing I would say is connection.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Connection trumps all. It's the thing that they can't get through technology or other jobs, other things. That's the one thing that you can do differently and that will make the biggest, biggest difference in every area of your life.
1: (laughs) I love it. Okay. Well, thank you. I mean, Jade, you crushed it out today. You know, my last little thing is you take all the tactics and strategies there's not one of them that you guys need some fucking high-end technology for. There's not one of them that you guys can't do. Okay. Y- yes, it might. Exactly. It, you, you might be getting yourself out of your comfort zone. That's awesome. That's, that's the definition of you growing. Okay. Well, it's a sign of you growing at the definition and you know, Jade, how can these, how can these people reach out to you?
0: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so you can find me on my website, which is just jadegreen.com.au. Perfect. And all of my socials is jade green au for Australia. So jade green right. au, find me, hit me up, and I would love to hear what one of these tactics you start to implement.
1: Beautiful. Okay. Jade, thanks, Rockstar. Thanks for bringing us the sun. Okay. And the warmth <laughs> as I'm in this freaking cold I'm freaking actually, freezer. I'm
0: melting. I'm yeah, I can, melting. yeah, exactly. So like
1: you're melting. And I'm like, where's the jacket? I need a jacket. Oh,
0: I'm opening all the windows. <laughs>
1: beautiful okay well thank you so much you're you're more than welcome we've got a place here for you in the cold and the snow anytime you want i know i'll be coming down to your place okay so we'll catch you on the thank flip you side
0: i'll take you surfing
1: cool <laughs> see you later Cheers.
0: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye, buddy. cheers well that was a heap of fun i love getting to be a guest on other people's show being put in the hot seat I hope you guys got some gold out of that. I know that the contractors who listened had pages of notes. Now, just a little reminder that I have committed this year to doing regular three-day small group intensives to help people build their kick-ass teams. And I promised my team that I'd open up one slot a month to doing some deep dive one-on-one work. So if you would like some help hire training and leading your team to greatness or anything to do with building your kick-ass team and would like a little bit of help from me just shoot us an email at hello at jadegreen.com.au and be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this and you'll get heaps of free gold coming out on the regular okay guys see you
1: on the next show